And welcome, friends, to the Generations Radio Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, you're a host with you. Adam McManus, our host on theworldview.com, is with me on this edition. Adam, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Adam, big stuff happening. It's not just the schools. It's the popular culture. It's the toy manufacturers. It just seems to me there's a conspiracy going on against kids today. American Girl Magazine. You caught this, didn't you? American Girl Magazine now encouraging little eight and nine-year-olds to puberty bot blockers. Uh, that's uh, that's as of this morning. Fox News is upset about it. Now, we covered American Girl Magazine promoting the homosexual family in their November-December 2015 magazine. That was seven years ago. So we told everybody seven years ago, you know, walk away from American Girl. Please stay away from American Girl. Uh, no place where you want any family in America does not want to get anywhere near close to this organization. We warned families of it seven years ago. And uh, now it's even worse. Now they're, you know, encouraging puberty blockers for 10-year-olds. They've got this new book out uh, called American Girls Smart Girls Guide Body Image Book, directing uh, girls to transgender resources, even if you don't have an adult you can trust. Now, they got a page of resources where, you know, if you need puberty blockers, you know, uh, here's how how to get it. So that's... uh, that's what they're doing. They're a very influential organization. Uh, they've they they've got thirty two million American girl dolls out there, and they've sold millions upon millions upon millions of books to these girls. And their ideology is just heavy, heavy, heavy leftist. They used to have a circulation of six hundred thousand magazines. I think it came out every month, but they closed the magazine down as of January twenty nineteen. Mattel is the one that owns American Girl outright, but in addition to the sale of 32 million American Girl dolls, and we have two in our home from years ago for Mercy, who is now 11, they have sold 157 million books. Now, at one time, American Girl was wholesome. It was everything those two words imply. It was everything girl, everything American. They seemingly had a very non-woke sense of things, but they have gone woke, as most corporations have, and now advocating outrageously among the 32 million girls that have these dolls for transgenderism and telling them where to get access to resources behind their parents' back, no less. Well, uh, there's got to be you know 80 million children in America. That's about half of those will be girls. And so they're influencing, I'm going to guess, 70 to 80 percent of american girls and uh they've got their ideology flowing and uh it's heavy heavy leftist here's what molly hemingway said from the federalist she's tweeted on this parents should know that american girl guidebooks which used to be pretty good now promote dangerous gender ideology to little girls as young as three years of age if you love your daughters protect your daughters by avoiding this company you agree with that adam you think it's time to shut down any kind of involvement with american girl Absolutely. As you said, it was time to do that seven years ago, which unbeknownst to me, they were promoting the homosexual family, the idea of two dads, two moms. And Uh now with the advent of House Resolution 8404 that is seemingly on track to be passed by the House and then signed into law by President Joe I am woke Biden, we are going to see an affirmation of not just the codification of homosexual marriage between two men and two women. But if any state allows for 
polygamous arrangements or incestuous arrangements, if that's what they deem as quote-unquote marriage, which we know is faux marriage, fake marriage, then all the states, federally speaking, according to this House Resolution 8404, where 12 Republican senators gave the Judas Iscariot kiss on the cheek of conservatives, were going to see all hell break loose on the marriage front. And that's where we're headed. The thing that's astounding to me, Adam, is that these forces are so aggressive. Wow. Politically, obviously aggressive, but culturally, they're going after the kids here. This is a doll company, guys. This is a doll company. What are they doing <laughs> encouraging puberty blockers for 10-year-olds? Somebody explain this to me. And, you know, it's not just a company. Wake up, parents. This is a big-time spiritual battle. This isn't just a doll company. There's a devil, and he's got an agenda, and he's working through the corporations. He's working through the schools. He's working through pop culture. He's working through Disney. He's doing everything he can to destroy your children. That's the agenda. We'll be back with more in just a moment on the Generations broadcast. Stay with us, friends. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son, can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. And we are back on the Generations broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you, Adam McManus as well. And our kids are under attack, my friends. Uh, The devil has his guns placed at the heart and the soul of our children, and he's got the gun set at rapid fire. That's what's happening right now. It's uh, The attack is coming by way of pop culture, by way of the toy manufacturers, by way of the schools. Here's an interesting article from Impromess, which is the magazine produced by Hillsdale College. I get it every month, but uh, will you surrender your children to Leviathan? That's my question for this. And Leviathan is represented largely by these large administrations and they have these corporate structures, but within the context of the public schools administration. Wow. Adam, I shared these numbers with you off air, but the percent growth of population in the public schools over 20 years between 2000 and roughly 2019, student increase 7.6%, teachers 8.7%, administrators 87.6%. What does that tell you, Adam? What does that tell you? (laughs) We're a little top heavy and there's more bureaucrats (laughs) to create more trouble. You're telling me? It's not about the education. We all know this. It's about the administration. It's about social programming. It's about social engineering. And that's the 
theme of this article. And, and, and this guy's basically saying that there is a massive attack upon our children, and it's coming by way of this Leviathan state. And our children are being targeted. Now, he does come around and say, you know, thankfully, families are standing up. Parents are the last-ditch defenders for liberty. The political successes of Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkind, uh, Virginia governor, won the race in 2020, uh, largely because of what? Parental rights, right? Uh, they weren't interested in administrators uh, railroading their children into certain political ideologies and uh, transgender ideologies that would be utterly destructive for the children. Uh, parents are standing up. And uh, that is one positive. I would say that's about the only positive right now on the political front is that parents are saying, uh-uh, thus far no more. And uh, they pushed back in Florida and Virginia. He goes on to say in this imprimis article that one can look in history or in literature to see the danger of where the idea of supplanting the family might lead. Study the education practices that existed in the Soviet Union and in Nazi Germany and that exist today in communist China. Or read the terrifying account in Orwell's 1984. They tell us that children, by distorting their natural desire to grow up and end their dependence, can be recruited to the purposes of despotic regimes even to the extent of denouncing their parents to the state. So this whole sexual quote-unquote liberation is all about sexual slavery to your own most base, selfish, sinful desires. Satan comes and masquerades as an angel of light, and uh, we see that in all of his various incarnations from the administrator in the schools to American Girl, which we referenced last segment. And I want to underscore the point that parents are the only human means standing in the way of complete tyranny and the destruction of our children. Uh, moms, dads, you have the power, you have the authority under God to break free from Leviathan, especially for your children, whether it be in the area of popular culture, whether it be in the area of education, public schools are no longer about education. They're about social engineering. Again, let's go over those stats. 7.6% increase in student population, 8.7% increase in teacher population. And everybody knows the teacher to student ratio matters. Uh, there's been a slight increase in teachers, but look at the administration. It's all going in the administration. 87.6% increase in administration in the last 20 years in American public schools. That's because public schools are not about education. They're about social engineering. The school administration, not teachers or scholars, but advocates. I'm reading from the same article that you're reading from. We adopt our textbooks, our lesson plans, our state standardized tests with a view to future political outcomes once the kids grow up. That's that's what's happening. It's about political outcome. It's not about our children reading, writing, arithmetic. Our children are supposed to vote the right way in the year 2035. This is the Leviathan state. He also makes the point in the article that there are 20 million members of the administrative state in America. 20 million. Get this. I just did the, 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 the labor force in America. Turns out the 20 million members of the administrative state in America, that is those working for the government, administrating every part of our lives for us, that 20 million members of the administration in America is 15% of the working force uh, programming the rest of us. In other words, 15% of employed adults, their job is to program the rest of the population. That's us. Okay, that's their job. They're supposed to program us. And a fair percentage of them are operating within the rubric of the public schools. And I think there are a fair number of parents now that are saying, we're out of here. 
We're done with this. And good for them. There was an outcry recently in a California district with 40,000 students. One English teacher at San Juan Hills High School, whose name is Danielle Surio, who goes by the nickname Flint, has a series of pornographic and sexually explicit books in what she describes as a classroom queer library. Quote, unquote. And Fox News goes over a lot of these. I mean, it's not just that, but apparently Pentagon schools are infested with this shocking pornographic material for military kids. Uh, the Pentagon schools apparently are even worse, and largely because they're under the direct control of guess who, right? <laughs> you know, so, you know, we're, you're going to expect that, right? Fox News looked into 50 schools selected at random at the Department of Defense Education Activity, which services over 66,000 military-connected children in the Americas, Europe and Pacific. And apparently, I mean, they've got just some horrible, horrible uh, books uh, relating to orgies, sex apps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And here's where I want to go with this, Adam. Uh, it turns out that there are some organizations that are pretty upset about what's going on in the public schools today, and it's the Islam crowd. It's the Muslims that are most concerned. Dearborn is one of the most interesting stories right now in American media. I think it's a good picture of what's going on in our civilization. This is what the end of a civilization looks like. There's just this battle going on, the Dearborn School District meetings. What was it? Something like 500 people showed up. Uh, and let me just play a portion of that uh, from Newsweek that uh, embedded some of these videos on their site. But just, you know, it was basically the uh, the liberal, you know, American post-Christian LGBT whatever against the Muslims. And this is the way the end of America plays out, my friends. Let's talk about what this really is. You hate gay people. And it's obvious because look at how you behave. When one gay person speaks, look at how you act, and your children are watching. Well, this is a huge part of my overall identity, and I... And on and on it goes, and you could just hear in the crowd uh, hundreds of people shouting and screaming throughout this uh, interchange between the LGBT homosexual crowd and and the other Muslims. There's just at least, you know, three, four hundred Muslims in this group. All right, so that's the way it played out in Dearborn, Michigan. And the reason why I consider this to be important and highly significant is because this is what it looks like at the end of a civilization. Um, You have the rotted-out, dying Western civilization element against the Muslim civilization. What's missing in this picture are Christians. You know, are there any Christians left in Dearborn? I guess that's my question. 47% of Dearborn's population consists of Arab Americans, many of whom are Muslim. What I think is interesting is that they appear to have the courage of their convictions that puts Christians to shame. Now, obviously, the Bible instructs us to speak the truth in love. We should not use any epithets or pejorative language, but we should stand tall on the truth that God created us male and female, number one, and that we are to be involved in a heterosexual lifelong covenant with our spouse with whom we are to be exclusively sexually active. And premarital and extramarital sex are never sanctioned, neither is homosexuality or transgenderism. But I'm curious to know 
Kevin, your thoughts. Do you think Muslims have the courage of their convictions that too many Christians lack in our culture today? Well, the Muslim population still is somewhat committed to their worldview, and I don't, I don't agree with their worldview, but, uh, but I would say that they're still somewhat committed to it, and they're not giving way to what I would call an extremely dangerous, destructive worldview that cannot possibly sustain a civilization. A worldview that says, hey, you can destroy the family, you can destroy marriage, you can uh, bring in all forms of destructive sexuality, you can, uh, you know, uh, transgender each and every other person in, you know, kindergarten classrooms around America. That is an insane, destructive agenda that cannot sustain. And so, you know, this is what happened with Rome. When the Roman Empire came down in roughly AD 476, when Rome died, the hordes rushed into create chaos for about two to three hundred years. Now, when Western civilization dies out, which is what's happening right now, the hordes are rushing into Dearborn, Michigan to displace the dying cadaver of a burned out post-Christian civilization. Now, I think you can expect a degree of chaos to reign for 100 to 200 years until Christian discipleship centers start to disciple the young men and the young women into the faith once more. But I just don't see any other hope for any other civilization at this point. Post-Christian Marxism, family-destroying, sexual, uh, socialistic, Darwinistic humanism has dominated the most powerful nations on earth today, including the UK, France, Germany, uh, United States, Canada, China, Brazil, and the Ukraine. Russia has been virtually destroyed by the Marxists as of you know, the earlier part of the 20th century. So these are highly destructive systems to family, to sexuality, to birth rates, to social and economic systems. And you know who survives this? I don't know, but it's probably going to be the Muslims that survive. Uh, I've said this many times before, unless the Christians revive. So, you know, we'd love to see the Christians revive. Uh, We would love to see Christians more active. We would like to see Christians who are more self-conscious of their worldview that is applying a biblical view of, you know, uh, the the Word of God, of revelation, of ethics, of God's law, of applying God's law to the social circumstances, of a Christian morality that is brought back in, and as well as the Christian gospel message. You know, all of this has to come back. There has to be something of a revival, Adam, or I think we're just going to lose a civilization. Interestingly, Republicans in Dearborn, Michigan, including the gentleman Stephen Elliott, who ran against the Muslim congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Stephen Elliott sided with the Muslim protesters and their Dearborn school board saying they had every right to object to this kind of woke ideology being indoctrinated into the students. This fight against woke ideology has made for some strange bedfellows, hasn't yeah, it? it sure has. Well, two things are happening simultaneously, and we're seeing it in the schools. Tyranny is on the rise. We talked about bureaucracy. That is, that there are state social planners that want to program the entire system for the next uh, 300 years. So tyranny is on the rise, but so is the suicidal tendencies of an entire civilization. These Western tyrannies just do not have what it takes to survive. I think more fundamentally, God brings these things down. You know, these things are not going to survive. They're not going to not going to survive in terms of the socioeconomic structure. 
uh, God confuses the languages, confuses the cultures. He doesn't allow for a multicultural system to survive without Jesus. They fall into their own traps. They destroy themselves. But also, let's remember that God has provided an island of freedom in homeschooling since 1980. As the schools have gotten worse and worse, uh, homeschooling has been more and more accessible to millions upon millions of families, not just here in America, but in Brazil and Europe and Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, other places around the world, as these nations are destroying themselves socially, economically, and every other way, educationally. Uh, by God's grace, he's sustaining a uh, civilization. Homeschooling is fairly free in most countries around the world, except for Germany and Sweden and a few communist countries. But praise God, there are millions upon millions of families that are saying, uh-uh, we're not going to play this game anymore. And I do believe it is the Christian parent that can take a stand. It's it's the parent that can stand against the Leviathan. And I challenge parents to do that. Just stand up. Say, no, it's not going to happen with my children. And as it turns out, that kind of faith is rewarded with uh, God defending the islands of freedom. We've seen that in this state for the last 30 years. Friends, to leave your children in schools that teach against the fear of God and push nihilistic ethics is to offend your children in the most egregious ways. It would be better for you that a millstone be hanged around your neck and you be destroyed at the bottom of the sea. And that's using the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 18. These schools are refusing to teach the beginning of wisdom as the fear of God, and they are aggressively touting a pro-Sodom agenda under the guise of their amorality, and uh, they are full-fledged indoctrination centers in the subject of nihilistic ethics. That's what they've turned into. But as parents, I challenge you to give your children an education based in the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge, and be sure that you disciple your children in God's word as you sit in the house, as you walk by the way, as you rise up, as you lie down. And that, my friends, is why we have brought a biblical worldview-based education, God-centered educational curriculum into the 21st century. We believe this is the time to bring a biblically saturated curriculum into uh, thousands, if not tens of thousands, I hope for hundreds of thousands of homes around the world over the next 10 years. We've got to get our kids rooted and grounded in a God-centered biblical worldview-based curriculum. And that's why Generations has put together this 12-year curriculum now available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson and Adam McManus inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation. Generation.